Where are my overthinkers at? This episode is for you guys. If you overthink everything from small decisions to big decisions, from what you're going to eat tonight, what you're going to wear this weekend, to big life-changing decisions, and you seem to get stuck in this perfection loop that you think everything has to look and feel perfect for you to actually take the leap, then this episode is going to be something that you're going to want to listen to on repeat. I am not kidding you. My guest today, Marin, is exceptional at helping people clarify what they really want, helping them get unstuck so they can create a life and start building a plan that helps you exit that perfectionism and actually just start living again, taking bold action that feels really, really amazing. We had an awesome conversation and I know that you guys are going to love this one because if I have, I, I have the sneaky suspicion that a lot of you who are tuning in today actually fall into this trap all the time. Overwhelm, um, not making decisions, and not actually following your heart. So I know you're going to love this one. Make sure you let us know what you think after you've listened. Share with us your takeaways. And I can't wait for you to start making some bigger and bolder decisions, small and large, that are going to make you feel so alive. Welcome back to In Total Alignment with me, your host, Michelle File. Not too many years ago, I was far from feeling aligned in my life. I was stressed out, 80 pounds overweight, insecure, and happy, but really unhappy if that makes sense. Life was happening to me instead of me creating the life I desired. In one small twist of fate, almost eight years ago, after a 20-year career as a top 100 Aveda salon and spa owner, I completely changed the trajectory of my life. On my way to rising to the top of my network marketing company, I completely changed my mindset, spirituality, health, and finances. And this is where I get to share it all with you. I hope to bring you guests, experiences, insights, and conversations that will help you elevate your life too. Creating a holistic approach to success is my goal. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome. I mean, what person doesn't need that in their life? So I'm super excited to chat with you and hear all the little tips and tidbits you can give us. But first, just tell us about yourself. Yes. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I don't know if you know this part of my story. I actually once called myself an alignment coach. So our alignment together. Yes. (laughs) Very much. uh, Very much so. So yes, I, a little about me, um, I guess the, the resume version of it is I have my master's in positive developmental psychology. So it's very much this subsect of psychology where we study what happens when we thrive, what do humans need to live a well and good life, and then how can we set people up for success for that rather than treating ailments once they've already come up. Um, and of course, we still add in you know 
life is a full breadth of experiences. It's not that it's just happy all the time, um, but it really is this focus on wellness and well-being. And I fell in love with the field, and that's why I ended up actually originally in a PhD program in positive psych and then switched to the master's program because I really wanted to implement this as a coach rather than stay on the research side of things. Um, but that really is one of the first true alignment decisions that I made in my life was that PhD to master's switch. I could list off a few more before then, but that was really one of these moments. And this is now what I support clients to do and talk about and very passionate about talking about as are you to look at our life and say, even if I am currently living success based on someone else's terms, even if I could, in my case, follow this path, get a PhD, do this like traditional tradition more traditional line of mm -hmm. life and be successful at it and maybe even be okay and be fine in that version of life do i really want that and is that really aligned with what i value and what i want and when i allow myself to have those moments of dreaming and like butterflies in stomach oh my gosh am i really about to do this is it that phd track or whatever that is for the listener or is it something else mm -hmm. um, and for me it was something else and so that's why i left with the masters i started my business in 2018. Um, i think like many business owners i played around in a lot of different areas i have been coaching forever um, but in terms of like who i can best support and who really jives with my work i tend to be pretty uh straightforward and direct and so i found this niche where i can hold compassionate space work through all of the important questions but also really hold my clients accountable to making decisions mm -hmm. and to following through with them in bite-sized manageable ways for their life they are ultimately the drivers of their own life but i i bring this power to our coaching sessions that really help to create some real changes and to see those shifts happen in their life where they are no longer in that status quo trajectory instead it's it's walking into the life that is so cliche but really beyond beyond our wildest dreams that's yeah. what happens when you dare to make those big big changes and big decisions oh i love that and i know you know my story a little bit but of course i get chills hearing that because that's something i did at 40. um i was living a good life living a great life actually had a salon and spa success all the jazz on paper in everyone else's eyes i had this perfect situation and i remember my dad saying this to me. I loved my dad. He was such a smart man. I swear he was just having a bad day when he said this. And unfortunately, he's not alive anymore for me to talk to him about this. But he said to me, Michelle, why would you rock the boat when you're so close to retirement? And I remember thinking, what? I'm only 40. I am not just going to live 30 more years hating this situation just because it's good. I swear he was having a bad day. He must have been because that wasn't really his nature. But that was actually so good that he said that to me because it lit a little bit of a like, oh yeah, okay, no, I'm actually going to do what I know is right in my heart, even though everyone else thinks this crazy and it might be crazy and I might not make as much money or I'm, whatever, but I know that I'm going to be happier. And the truth is all good things happened, but it was a scary leap. Like it was very risky. And I'm not sure why I had the strength to do it. I still haven't actually processed that, but I talked to a lot of women specifically that want to make a similar change. You like a change like you made, like I made, and just really 
can't bring themselves to do it. And I know that's where you help people. So can you walk us through, if there's a listener here saying like, I'm feeling what these people are saying. I want to make a change, but I'm just like not as brave as them. It's not the same kind of, you know, all the like thoughts they'll be having. Can you help walk us through, you know, somewhat how you would help your client through that? Mm -hmm. I'll give two answers. And depending on the listener, you check in with what, what version you need to hear today. On the one hand, I actually just want to say, just trust it'll happen. If, if you know it'll happen at some point, like if it's already on your heart of like, I, I want to make a change, but it feels scary. If you're already having those thoughts, it's going to happen. <laughs> and it's either going to happen now or it's going to happen in five or 10 or 20 years. Um, but I think a lot and and so often when I give this permission slip, um, using Brene Brown's term, to clients, they, they have this such relief and the mm -hmm. pressure lifts so quickly that they then do the thing they've been procrastinating for years right. because it's just right. like, oh, okay, I don't have to do it. And then all of a sudden there's this gateway to do it. <laughs> so yeah. you might be surprised this isn't choosing like this one of two responses. This first response isn't choosing even necessarily the longer road or, um, I mean, again, check in with yourself. Are you a procrastinator? Will you, you know, will you eventually act or are you, will you just forever, forever, forever mm -hmm. put it off? Um, but if you're already having that thought, I've seen it happen enough times <laughs> and, and in my own life too, yeah. observing the unfolding of things. If you have the desire, if you want to change, you will change. It's yeah. just a matter of time. And um, I love your story that you shared of your dad's comment because sometimes it takes, like what a gift for him to have said that. Mm -hmm. um, even if like on the surface, maybe it wasn't something we would normally <laughs> tell each yeah. other, um, but it, it lit the fire that you needed. Mm -hmm. That was the thing you needed. So for the these first group of individuals, if you're feeling that desire, trust that something is going to light the fire under your booty. Maybe you get laid off. I don't, I hope not, but like maybe something circumstantially yeah. changes and you're like, well, now that happened to so many of my clients during the pandemic. It was like, well, now I guess is the time. So something will, the universe has your back. Another uh, mm -hmm. great book that I love and, and philosophy, trust that and just lean into the trust and also get really excited because when you lean to, into the trust, it tends to expedite things, which is a little counterintuitive. The other group of individuals, I would say, is if you're having this feeling of like, oh my gosh, these people are so brave. When am I going to get the courage? Like, how will I make this happen? It's to ask yourself, what do you need support-wise, mentally, physically, circumstantially? What do you need to be able to make the change you already know? I think what I see happen so often in that this phase and this season of saying, I want to make a change, but how will I happen? we are under the guise that you don't know how to make it happen. You don't know what you want. You almost think you're still making a decision. But the truth is you've already made the decision that you want to change. And even if you don't know exactly what you know the next thing is, you know what you don't want anymore. Um, or, or maybe it's the opposite. You know exactly what you want. You just don't know like how to get there. But that decision has been made. So the decision is there. It's no longer about the pro-con list and the ruminating and the spiraling and the trying to figure out if it's actually what you want. Now it's just about asking yourself, what resources do I need? Do I need an accountability partner? Do I need a coach to really feel like I have my support? Do I need a whole support system where mm -hmm. I have a coach and a therapist and friends and weekly coffee and a, a business group where I get together, whatever it is, figure out what you need for support because none of us can do this alone. Hopefully none of us do this alone. Um, and so it's, it's not a matter of like, 
fully just willing yourself to do it. It's like, okay, how do I set myself up for success in the decision I've already made? Um, and that can feel like that upward excited fear energy to realize that you've already made a decision. Um, but lean into that because that's the same idea of like the fire yeah. under your butt of that'll get you going. <laughs> that is such an awesome reframe. Like that is so good because I've never thought of that before. The decision was already made. You've already made the decision. If you're sitting there thinking, I want to make a change, even the smallest little change, maybe it's about your health and wellness, or maybe it's a big change, your marriage or your job, your career. The decision's already been made. You've already done it. So you don't have to worry about that decision. It's done. Now just find the support. And it's true. My heart breaks when I know that there's women kind of lurking and I keep saying women and, and I know you work, do you work primarily with women or both? Yeah. Yep. Prim okay, good. So do I. So I just always tend to lean into, into women and their circumstances, but it breaks my heart. So many of them are alone. They're just like trying to waddle through this alone. And there's so many places and people and groups and coaches, like there's so much out there now. And you just have to be brave enough to voice that you need some support. And I think that reframe that you just said, it's not support in making the decision. The decision's already made or it wouldn't be on your heart. Like that's really the truth. And, and the sad thing is if you don't go ahead and get some support and, and get moving, my theory is who wants to be 90 on their rocking chair and realize that that is still on their heart and they never did it. Like no one wants to be that person. So go get the support and the coaching. I, that was amazing. Thank you very much. I think that will be so helpful. Now you talked about procrastinators. There's a lot of procrastinators. So how do you help people? Is procrastination just sort of a different word for fear? <laughs> because that what it is. Okay. Depends. Actually, one of my favorite perspectives for procrastination specifically, and I, and this isn't from me. I, I read this somewhere along my research, <laughs> um, but it's when you're procrastinating, ask yourself, what feeling am I avoiding? Yeah. And so often, so, like you said, sometimes it's fear, but so often it's just like, I don't want to be uncomfortable or like, I'm afraid this is going to be hard and, or like, it's just, it's just not fun. Like it's like, I don't want to unload the dishwasher because it's yeah. just not fun right now. Yeah. And when we get to that, which is like the truth of what's going on, the dishwasher example, it's like, okay, well, it's not going to be fun now. It's not going to be fun whenever I get around to doing it. And then it becomes a true choice rather mm -hmm. than this stage of indifference or indecision. And so you can say, okay, well, it's not going to be fun now. It's not going to be fun later. Do I want to not have fun now or not have fun later? Yeah. Of course, there's like we could, you know, mindset our way through to make it fun or whatever. But the truth of it is like it's just a mundane day-to-day -day thing. Mm -hmm. um, and to, to ask what, what that feeling is for you or like if you're doing something bigger than unloading a dishwasher, like, well, I want to put in my two week notice at work and you keep procrastinating. It's like, well, I'm terrified of what's, I don't really have a plan what's next. And I'm so scared. And then follow those breadcrumbs a little bit and be like, okay, well, I don't know what's next. What, what will I do after I submit this two week notice? Well, back to the fire under our, our butt, there's, you're going to have to figure out something. So I'm going to do this or maybe like, actually, you know what? I think I'll use that savings that I've set aside for a situation just like this to give myself a month breather or whatever it is um, to really walk through for yourself and talk to 
the true fear or feeling that's happening that's causing the procrastination. What I see so often in the conversation of procrastination is we try to band-aid the act of procrastinating itself rather than getting on getting under what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. And there are so many different hacks and tricks and things that we can, you know, set the timer and do it for five minutes, which works. It's not to ditch those all together, but also if we notice ourselves doing something over and over to check in. And I'll add in another caveat too, because I've, especially recently, I've seen this um, in my own life and in a lot of my clients' life, is sometimes the things that we keep procrastinating and then we have this huge inner critic buildup in our mind of like, oh, I never follow through on this thing. When you actually ask why that thing isn't getting done, it's because you either like really don't want or need to do it or it's very like out of alignment with your values or your goals or what you're wanting to pursue and so for instance just a personal example to make it more solid i used to upload videos on youtube every week and i loved it i loved speaking i loved the process of it it was very creative and when i first started my business in 2018 that was like one of my dreams was to like make it on youtube Mm -hmm. um but i noticed in the last few months i kept procrastinating that task and if i had a tighter schedule that week that was the first thing to go and then i was feeling all indifferent about it because shouldn't i be doing this and the shoulds Mm -hmm. came in and And when I really checked in and I did the very same exercise I lead clients through of, okay, I'm procrastinating this, what's going on? It's that that wasn't a goal for me anymore. That didn't mean as much as the other aspects of my business that are thriving and so fun, like working directly with clients. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that clarity allowed me to just completely set it aside. And then procrastination, it wasn't about finding a Band-Aid timer solution to get these videos uploaded. It was about asking, do I actually want to do this or not? And I know that's not for all tasks, but for I think a surprising amount of tasks, <laughs> that is the case. Yeah, I I love how you said that. So something that keeps popping up in my mind as you're talking about procrastination is I primarily work with network marketers. So <laughs> when you first start this business, there is a task, like a few tasks that you need to do every single day. And honestly, if you don't, you're not going to build the business. Like it really is network marketing is kind of like X, Y, Z, follow the path. If you do the path with your own little spin, you're going to be successful. It might take 30, 60, 90, six months. Like, I don't know the timeline, but I do know that if you follow the path, the direction, the blueprint, the roadmap, you're going to get there. However, very few people get there, like very few. And it's because of this one thing that they kind of need to do every single day that would take about 60 minutes a day. So it's kind of like when you sign up, this is not a secret, (laughs) like, you know, and you're keen, but then it's just like that one thing that just doesn't get done and and then it's just done. Can you speak to that? Because there's a lot of network marketers that listen to this show. And a lot of them are probably looking for the secret, which we all know there's no secret. But is there a way you could unpack that a little bit for them and maybe give them some insight or journal prompts that they could use that would really help them beyond me telling them like, set a timer, (laughs) just do it. (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> unlike our conversation earlier when we were talking about when a decision has already been made, this is an instance where a decision has not yet been made. Mm -hmm. If they aren't sitting down to do the task, just like I hadn't sat down and done the YouTube video right. for multiple weeks in a row, I hadn't made the decision, the new decision, to continue doing YouTube or for these individuals to continue pursuing this goal to, to really do what is needed, especially when it's outlined that concretely, mm -hmm. to do what's needed to get to the end result that maybe you thought you decided or maybe you did decide a month ago when you first got excited about it, but have you decided today? And not there is space for like wake up every every day make that decision to do it again today but there's also something to be said to say i will invest in this the 60 minutes a day or whatever it takes for three months and at that point if i don't like it i'm out but i've made the decision for this amount of time and it's decided and when something is decided there is no room for there is there is room for for negotiating with yourself but it's not a negotiation of do I do this thing? It's like, when do I do it? How do I do it? What what feels best for me? Maybe it's working with other women who are in a similar space, that accountability, mm -hmm. the social piece. Maybe it's setting goals for myself and that really motivates me. Maybe it's setting the timer and it's like, I want to only spend 60 minutes and mm -hmm. that is it and that's all. So whatever the momentum or the, um, the assistance for oneself and that's different for every individual, set that up, but the prefix to this is decide to do it yeah. and I think sometimes that's I think if I am putting myself in listener shoes if I was hearing that it'd feel a little harsh um but sometimes that's that's the that's what we need to hear is like have you made the decision to do this yeah. um how do they get to that decision I can hear them right now being like okay well how do I get there then because I feel like a lot of people think they've made the decision, yeah. but then they jump into bed at the end of the day and, oh, uh, guess what? I didn't do that again. So how do they get to the decision part? It, sign up for my intensive. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, besides sign up for... <laughs> Hire support. No, it's, I mean, yeah, what happens in the intensive is individuals come to me and they very likely they've tried to make this decision before. Right. I don't think the first thing that happens when we receive a job opportunity or we're like about to make a life change is to say, oh, I'm going to put down a huge investment in myself and, and hire a coach. That's not the first thing that comes to mind. It's oftentimes when people say, I, th I tried to make the decision. I thought I made it. I went back on my word. I've like been stuck here for weeks or months or years. And, and now what do I, like, I need help. Um, but to give for a place to start for anyone who's, who wants to try to do some of this work on your own as well. It's the cliche self-help <laughs> motto of ask yourself why you're doing yeah. something. Why, why are you doing this? Why are you wanting to make this change? Why have you set this goal? Why did you enroll in this? And some really interesting, like really let yourself come up with your true answer and some really interesting answers arise from that. So for instance, I could imagine joining a community of women who are doing something like network marketing and, just enjoying it because the women and the yeah. group and the social mm -hmm. aspect. And that's a very different why than wanting to become the top performer um, mm -hmm. in your crew. And to get clear on that and to get honest about that not only helps you to not beat yourself up if you haven't done the 60 minutes every day because that's actually not your decision. Your decision is to hang out with amazing women. Yeah. Yeah. But it also allows you to have the clarity, for, for instance, for like your budgeting or how you're going about your mm -hmm. life. You're not depending on something that – 
in someone else's exact same experience, exact same trajectory in the same role, they are anticipating that to become their full-time income. And this is a very specific example, but as opposed to you who mm-hmm. might, when you get honest, say, you know what, this is never going to replace my income. I don't even want it to. I'm here for the people. I'm here for the experience. I'm here for the learning. And I'm going to keep also doing this other thing or also you know, pursuing this other path because both feel good for me. And yeah. that's the actual decision. So it's about, it's about asking why. It's about getting clear on your reasons, your values for doing it, and then what that means of what you're actually deciding. It's not as black and white as, okay, I'm going to do this for three months just like every other person. It's I'm going to do this in this way for this reason, and therefore these actions align yeah. with all of that. Yeah, you just said that really beautifully because – that is exactly what happens when women get in to the culture. They start looking at everyone else and not looking inside and asking themselves, actually, I'm just like, I'm literally just here as for fun. So if you're just here for fun, you don't need to do it every day for 60 minutes. I had a very strong why. And I had no, I was not reading Brené Brown eight years ago. Like I had none of this sort of in my brain, but for some reason I knew I wanted to get out of the career I was in. And that was just enough fire that even after 12 hours of work, my rule and my rule still is if I haven't done that hour, when my head hits the pillow, I get back up and I do it. But that's because my why and my decision and my reasonings are mine. Someone else might not be the same. And I think that how you explain that is is just perfect because you have to allow yourself to get honest and, and really determine what you want from it at this point. Now we're all allowed to evolve. You might, you know, six months down the road, you might evolve into a different decision and, and that's okay, but you got to be honest with yourself. You got to be digging inside versus outside. I mean, I just think that's the biggest struggle of so many people these days. They're just looking at everyone else instead of actually asking themselves questions. Yeah. I call it, I use this with my clients oftentimes is like the data gathering phase Mm -hmm. looking out because it is, it is helpful to see what are other people doing? How does this look on in other people's lives? Get inspiration, learn some things, get your education, you know, whatever that looks like of gathering information and then (laughs) circle back, filter it through your lens, your desires. The other thing that just came up too, as you were speaking about like laying down at the end of the day. And if you haven't done that, you get back up, which is amazing (laughs) and (laughs) to have that commitment to it. The other approach to, depending on how every individual responds to this kind of, um, essentially it's like a getting to know yourself Mm -hmm. in in this new Mm way. I think of for instance, my like my movement fitness routine that has evolved over the years. And I did struggle with an eating disorder in high school and early college. And so I'm also very cautious to ensure that it's genuinely healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, instead of saying I have to do 30 minutes of movement every day because I know that goes down a bad path for me, right. um, instead it's really, I think we do a, a lot on the like, preparation planning phase. And I think a lot of my clients, I don't know if you experienced this too, love planning. And it's like, we get to be in control. We get to make the reality that comes to life because it's all theoretical. And so it's, it's a really comfortable space sometimes to play, which is great. Um, but also there's the after there's the reflection period. So with, with accountability, with procrastination, with this idea of like when we hit our head hits the pillow, 
and for my example with movement, when my head hits the pillow, if I haven't moved, and this just happened yesterday, if I haven't moved throughout the day, and usually I do enjoy doing something throughout the day, I'll just check in with myself and say, how do I feel after having made that decision? Mm -hmm. Do I feel good? Do I feel energized? Do I feel regretful? Do I like wish I had done something? And the same exact thing too, when I do exercise, and especially just because I find it fascinating in instances where I'm like not extra excited to do exercise that day I'll check in afterwards and say okay am I glad I did that am I not like how am I feeling on the other side of this and that's another form of data gathering but it's more personalized um and so yesterday as an example I spent the entire day with friends I hadn't seen in so long including their babies which I don't want to be any other place in the world and so at the end of the day I was like absolutely I have no regrets about that and do I feel like in the next few days I'll want to you know do something maybe a little like extra just because I can tell I have pent-up energy absolutely but I'm not forcing myself to get up and do something just for the sake of checking a box and again that's not to say any like way is right or wrong but to give anyone listening options of what works best for you do you really need those rules to say you know what Mm -hmm. it's every day no questions that helps me avoid decision fatigue that's good or do you want more of that like reflective of okay this is my like kind of standard or what I would expect to do in a day but at the end of the day check in no matter what and how did it feel whether I did it or not and that helps inform with even more information awareness what I do the next day I love that. I thank you for saying that because (laughs) I know a lot of people take my, what I did and they're like, it sounds like prison. Like it's hustle. And it uh, truthfully, I'm not going to lie. I lived and breathed hustle culture. Like I was all over it when I was in that phase and that doesn't work for everybody. It worked for me at that time. It actually doesn't work for me now. I love that idea of, um, if my head hits the pillow and I didn't do it, instead of being like, oh, Michelle, get back up. <laughs> you're, you're a loser. Like, why can't you get it together? Instead, just saying like, well, do you feel okay about missing it today? You could maybe do a little bit extra tomorrow. Or actually, it's probably not going to kill you if you don't. Like, I, I actually really love that. If people can have sort of boundaries around that too. Like, I can see people taking that a whole <laughs> to an extreme as well but definitely just being able to be honest with yourself and being okay with okay well today I did this instead and that felt really good and we all know all good things come from feeling good so if you're not feeling good it won't matter if you bang out the hour the energy will be wrong with what you did anyways and it kind of will be a waste of time so you might as well have just gone to sleep and felt really good the next day. So I really like that. Thank you for sharing that because I think that's really, really helpful. Yeah. So I know that you have um, a program right now that you say is going really, really well, and it's helping people make that one decision. Can you just expand a little bit about what that is and how that really helps your clients? Yes. Yeah. So for many years, I had a group coaching program and my one-on-one, which is a six-month one-on-one program. And recently, I came up with a um, and introduced a one-month coaching intensive, which I call Decision Made. And 
I, I was saying before we hit record that it's been so successful and I've of course reflected on what, what's working here and what's going well and how are individuals resonating with this and why am I enjoying it so much mm-hmm. and putting these pieces together. And it's really because, especially if, if individuals are in that perfectionist, people-pleasing, procrastination, spiraling, to think of even having, like my group coaching program is ongoing, six months of one-on-one support and like this pressure, especially the perfectionists, I love you very much, out there of saying, <laughs> I need to change my entire life, like get the divorce, change a job, move cities, yeah. all in six months. That's a lot of pressure um, and definitely does not, nor probably should <laughs> happen within a six-month <laughs> time frame. Everyone is different. Don't want to project onto anyone else's life, but um, it's it's overwhelming. And so I think yeah. it's especially add that on top of if anyone hasn't done coaching before and experienced how incredible the change Mm -hmm. that comes from coaching is, that's a lot to take in. So this new program that is just flying off the shelves, even though it's a a service-based virtual program, um, but it's really helping women to to pick one thing. And of course, they are the ones who pick what that is and focus in on that area, make a decision, or what oftentimes happen is the decision has already been made. Mm-hmm. So it's talking through how to implement this. Why am I making this decision? How can I feel really confident in the decision that's already on my heart? And then have someone in my corner, me, for an entire month to email, to talk through as you're yeah. putting this into practice and putting this into the real world. Um, and I also throw in the group coaching and, and all the other you know materials I have if they want to use them. But it's really focused on that one month one decision, one focus. And of course, in focusing on one thing, I live by the um, phrase, how you do anything is how you do everything. So the transfer of what you learn in that one isolated instance, for instance, a client of mine who has a job offer on her desk right now, and she's saying, do I take it? Do I not? Yes, we're going to look at this job offer and decide whether she wants to take it or not. But in that reflection, because it's value-based, because it's coaching, because we have the time together one-on-one to really dig in why or if she's wanting to change for a reason and what that looks like and the compromises she is and is not willing to make in her current and or future role, that informs all other decisions mm-hmm. moving forward. She knows herself better. She has more confidence. She understands what she's wanting, whether it's this job or something else. Um, and it was all done in a more manageable way that our brain could actually right. wrap around instead of trying to do all the things all at once. Yeah. I love that. So can you give me some examples of different things people are dealing with, like different things you're helping them through? Sure. Yeah. So that was one example of someone has a job offer. And, and with that specifically, because I know a lot of people will resonate, um, that's the same with like your, your dad's comment of you already had an inkling that you wanted to Mm -hmm. make a change. So she was already feeling some burnout, some overwhelm at work. And now this offer is here and she's saying, Oh, is this, do I want to take this? Um, but is it too easy? Like, would it not be challenging enough or all of those questions that follow? Um, divorce is actually one that I've seen quite a bit. Mm -hmm. I think I've gone through some long-term, I've never been married, but long-term relationship breakups. And I've been the one to make that call, to make that decision and talk about a tough decision because other individuals are involved. Emotions, lives, plans are mm-hmm. all involved in those decisions. Um, so I think I've built some trust over that because I can, I genuinely, I mean, I can feel it right now. Um, and again, it's not, it's, it's often not, do I do this or not? It's, it's more so, I want to do this. How? What does that mean? Why am I yeah. doing it? What do I want mm-hmm. instead? Um, mm-hmm. How do I do this compassionately? 
all of those questions. Um, I do have some individuals who are so excited to start a business or start something and go for it. Um, and those are really fun because oftentimes I'm thinking of one individual in particular. She was like, I want to start. She wanted to start an online thrift store mm-hmm. and, and she needed some funding to get, to get right. it going, to get started. And she was really back to part of our conversation today. She was thinking that she hadn't yet made up her mind about whether or not to do this. And so she kept being like, do I do it? What would it look like? And I'm like, girl, you've already decided you, right. you want to do this. So how do we make it happen? And literally within three weeks of our call, she had made thousands of dollars. I think yeah. it was like $5,000 just because she was like, oh, I'm in this. Okay. This is something I'm going to try. And it ended up working, um, which isn't always the case, but she was, I mean, she already had the answers right in front of her. And it was just a matter of having a space for her to hold the, mm-hmm. the idea that, yes, this is possible for her. Um, and then just follow through on not just that takes a lot, but to follow through on the decision that was in, in her heart. So that's another, another fun. Yeah. You, you see people's blind spots. I think I read that in one of your posts too. You, and that is what coaching does. I feel like that's what I do for my team. When they come to me with similar type stuff, I'm, I can see the blind spot. Like I can see where they're not realizing you've already decided this or you you already want this. So stop worrying about that. Let's put the action plan into place. And generally, if they're feeling, not to say this word, but if they're feeling in alignment, all of it, all of it really falls into place actually quite quickly. And I think that goes back to our first point. It is so important to have support around you that actually isn't in your life, like, isn't living with you know, like know all the things about like, there's something about having people surrounding you that aren't afraid to tell you the truth. um, Aren't afraid to really dig into what you're saying and ask you questions about it and support you in a totally different way than what your, your family and spouse and even close friends. I mean, my close friends were the worst when I was trying to do this. Like they were not supportive at all. They were definitely not. Like I needed that other community that would continue to keep building me up. And and that's what you do as a coach, which I think is incredible. Totally incredible. Yeah, absolutely. There's love our family and friends so, so much, but they're protective of us. Hopefully if they're, if they're, if they're good. Um, But that makes me think of like when I quit one of my many jobs along the way, when I was like, trying to make income, but like I hadn't fully, fully decided I was all in on this business years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had many conversations with my dad because I trusted him and his advice, but he, he, his preference is just to play it more safe than I would. And so he always recommended staying and I always fought against it. And then Mm -hmm. I learned, Oh, he's not the person to go, (laughs) go to for this. We are different. And also of course he wants his daughter to be safe and to be, you know, supported in the way that he sees as support, which is easier to just see as like the logistical is, is money coming in and she's take, taking care yeah. of, does she have like that path yeah. that's laid out for her? Yeah. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Finding the support that, and, and that comes back to the question we also asked today, which is what do you need? Do you need coaching? Do you need a book? Do you need mm-hmm. a course or a co-working space or, um, nothing? Like, do you already have everything you need? Sometimes yeah. that is the case of yeah. just like, Go for it. Yeah, I agree. Back to the family. I mean, I hear this all the time because in network marketing, most of the time, your family's not going to support you. Your friends are going to think you're crazy. Like that's actually just a given. And I, and people get really angry and sad and resentful and all the emotions. And 
it all comes down to your closest people generally are trying to protect you. Like they don't want you to fail. They don't want you to feel um, any type of failure or whatever. And it's, that's so hard to accept when you want your most close people to support you in such a big way, but they always come around. They always come around if you're brave enough to, you know, go for it. I mean, my dad is a perfect example. Luckily he was around long enough to see me actually really succeed in this business. And he was the first one every Thursday. He's like, all right, well, how much did you make today? Like he was just so excited. Um, even though he had been the one that had said that in the beginning, he came around and saw how much I loved it and saw how happy I was and supported me a hundred percent. So I do think if you follow your own heart, if you can get out of the weeds of thinking about what everyone else is thinking and worrying about all of that and really going back into yourself and asking those beautiful questions that you've shared, you'll get to a really good place where you can make that decision. Now you mentioned books. It's a question I ask all my guests. What are three books, like your favorites that you sort of recommend to everybody? Um, the universe has your back. I mentioned that today Mm -hmm. that I think I, I read it on that as well as, um, you are a badass. When I was trying to decide whether or not to leave the PhD program, I had those both on audiobook and I just repeated them over and over just as this way that was building my support system at the time. It was like, okay, someone somewhere believes that if I follow my gut right now, it's going to work out. So I'm just going to keep listening to them because I want to do it and I need to feel empowered to do it. Um, and I also love, uh, the alchemist is a great, Mm -hmm. a great book too. So many like juicy little nuggets that people can take away, especially if they're feeling like they're stuck in decision fatigue or procrastination, or just like debating something in their life. So thank you so much for sharing all these things that people can take away and you guys make sure you go and check that out. Read that first chapter of the book. I'm going to go get that right now. So thank you very much. All right. I know you guys loved that one. It's powerful. I hope you took away some really valuable inspiration and some things that you can actually start implementing into your own life. As always, I appreciate you guys so much. I would love if you would subscribe to this show and also leave a review. Five star would be awesome. No, honestly, I just appreciate hearing what you take away from this show and how it's helping you. I just I just really love hearing from you guys. Make sure you're following me at Michelle File on Instagram and Michelle Moore File on Facebook. I love when you guys send me messages. I love when you tag me in your stories. It's just so fun to see that some of you are really getting some really great information from these shows and these incredible guests that I'm having on. I hope you have an awesome week and we'll see you next Wednesday.